0: Evan Roberts, Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. That was fun, wasn't it? Big weekend of football? A shocking, shocking New York Highlander coaching hire. Oh, it was a fun weekend, wasn't it? We got a lot to get to, Evan and Tiki, on this Monday. We'll touch on every one of these games, a lot of football. We'll mix in some Jets and Giants. But I have to admit, yesterday evening as I was sitting there in my bedroom with my wife passing out and my kids (laughs) asleep, I fell in love. I fell back in love. Because I was watching Kansas City, Buffalo, like the entirety of this country... And while I have felt a shift over the last few months of football fans turning on Kansas City, turning on Pat Mahomes, turning on Travis Kelsey, and even I've joined in that. But as I was sitting there last night, I loved it. I love these evil Boys. bastards.
1: I like the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. I found myself rooting passionately I, for I them. I thought you flipped on the Kansas City Chiefs. I did. I, look, so I there was a point in this game where Isaiah – and I like Isaiah Pacheco. Mm-hmm. He's like the one guy that I'm still like – on with the Kansas City Chiefs because he runs so hard. He's he's from, he went to Rutgers. Yeah, right. He balls. He's he's he, You know who he got described as, and it was the perfect description. Sonic. Mm. He's Sonic the Hedgehog. I like he that. Just gears up and then he runs through you. So I like Pacheco, but he scores a touchdown. Oh, I know what you're and about they to flash say. Immediately <laughs> to Taylor Swift. Yes, yeah. and I was like, I was, again, it's not even Travis Kelsey. So. Maybe it's the Taylor Swift influence that's making me, I don't want to say turn sour, but just be a slightly annoyed Mm. with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's also the fact that they're always here. And after you've been somewhere for so long and had the success that you've had, it becomes inevitable. It's like Pat Mahomes, regardless of how ineffective they were in the middle of the season, the drop passes, some of the losses that they had, It always feels inevitable when you get to this point, and that gets annoying.
0: Yeah, back in September when the Lions and the Chiefs, and by the way, this season could come full circle, can't it? When this season started and the Chiefs played the Lions, we had a discussion on this radio station, me and you, many of the callers, talking about why the Chiefs aren't hated. It kind of stunned me. Like, here's this burgeoning dynasty, and it feels like people... Like them. Enjoy them. Don't hate them. And over the last four months, there's been a turn. And like I said, even I was turning where they're obnoxious, they're Uh annoying, Taylor Swift, Patrick Mahomes complains. And I do get the sense four months later that more people today hate the Kansas City Chiefs in the same vein that they hated the Patriots or the Cowboys back in the day or the Cavs or the Warriors or the non-New York Yankee fans. I've gotten that sense that the Chiefs have turned. I'm curious if that's the case, 877-337-6666, but I know sitting there for three hours, and I can list off why. Number one. They're great. Yeah. And sometimes when your team isn't great, and my team is a long ways away from being great, you appreciate greatness. You appreciate a team, and you just laid it out, who during the regular season everybody thought was flawed. Oh, Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes doesn't have receivers. They're going to drop one in a big spot. They're not that good. The Dolphins are going to beat them. Blah, 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 blah. People have questioned them now for weeks and months at a time. And so, as a sports fan, I appreciate that they told all the naysayers, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's number one. Number two, the Taylor Swift thing is backfired. (laughs) I'm laughing at how annoyed you guys are (laughs) for being annoyed at Taylor Swift. (laughs) Meanwhile, what is she really doing? Nothing.
1: She's sitting in a suite. Honestly, it's not even Taylor Swift. It's the broadcast networks, and I wrote my buddies, one of whom is a, is doing uh, replay work for the championship game or for the divisional round. I'm like, why are you guys continuing to show Taylor Swift? The obsession is getting annoying. Is it annoying, though? It is. Is it though? Like, why do we need to see her? But- and Tony Romo at the beginning of the game is like, oh, there's an interested fan. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's Taylor Swift. But you Come know what? Come on, man, what are you doing? Where I've turned, and maybe
0: this is the healing me as I've gotten older, where I don't want to see, like, these young upstart teams win. Like, I don't want to see the Detroit Lions win. I don't want to see their fans happy.
1: I've sort of become like this. I'm more for that. Yeah, I'm not for that. I don't want that. No, I think the Detroit Lions story is amazing, especially because he's, I mean, his start in football was here. Yeah, Obviously, but, it was Texas A&M, but he, he got drafted to the New York Giants. Yeah, but that, you're looking at that aspect. I'm looking at the
0: fan aspect. Like, I want to see losers remain losers. If I'm going <laughs> to remain a loser, I want everybody to remain and a loser. So the
1: winners got to retain winners, right? Well,
0: when you're used to a team winning, it doesn't bother you as much. So when Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs took care of the Buffalo Bills yet again. You could change the stadium. You could change the site. You could change the year. You could change the players' names that Pat Mahomes is throwing footballs to. The results are the same. I found myself happy. When I saw Bill fans crying at the end of that game, I found myself happy. When I saw fans bitching and moaning about, oh, they showed Taylor Swift again, even you saying it right now, (laughs) it made me happy. When I hear the complaining about Travis Kelsey, oh, he's all over the place. He does Pfizer ads. I found myself happy. Like, I found myself, and I'm just being honest with you, as a football fan who did not bet on this game, I'm going to make that clear, I had no financial implications. I found myself over the course of the three hours enjoying the success of the Kansas City Chiefs, partially because I know how it annoys
1: some people. <laughs> and because of that, I kind of like them again. <laughs> so I'm the other way. Only because I'm ready for... Maybe it's because I, I like the Josh Allen journey for this season. Right? Josh Allen feels like, and it's another story and we'll get to it, it Josh Allen feels like the guy who was flawed coming in, wasn't perfect like Pat Mahomes, didn't his rookie season or his second season whenever he first started, was by far the best quarterback in the league. Josh Allen had to grind to where he was. There's mm-hmm. a lot of mistakes early on. Then he started figuring it out, finished second in the MVP, uh, uh, balloting three years ago or two years ago, I think it was three years ago, whatever it was, had some regressions, but then found himself again. And it's like, you just want him to go over the hump. And then for Tyler Bass to miss a field goal wide right, (laughs) it's just kind of like, oh, my Lord, you can't write it any more, uh, you know, heartbreaking for the Buffalo Bills and for Josh Allen. And here's the problem. But here's the problem. I feel like he's never going to get over it, right? If it was, and Tony Romo said this after the game, if, if there was a perfect setup Home game. Got, you got Kansas City off off of their home streak of, mm-hmm. of hosting playoff games. It's a home game for the Buffalo Bills. The weather's crappy. The fans are on your side. You dominate in every statistical category, every single one, except for winning. Every everything you do is right until it gets down to the end, and the Kansas City Chiefs win. They're not going to beat them. They're not because right? they're they're getting older. Kansas City's getting better, yeah. offensively and defense or defensively, I should say. And it feels like they hit a they hit a ceiling. Yeah. And they're Never breaking through it. Not too bad. And so I feel for Buffalo, nah. which makes me even more annoyed at the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what? I don't
0: feel but for Buffalo. I know that they've got diehard well, it's fans.
1: because you're the AFC East, dude. What? It's because you got that jet
0: bias. I think that has a little bit to do with it. Yeah, I'll confirm that. But I have no jet bias against the Lions. I think I have loser bias. If I'm a loser, I want the other losers to remain losers. <laughs> Why should I be happy for other losers finally winning when I'm a loser? Like, think about that. Why should I sit here rooting for other losers to be happy? I'm a loser. But I also appreciate greatness, and I think what's bothered me over the last few weeks and months is I know we make predictions, and sports is not a perfect science, and I'm not sitting here telling you I'm right about every prediction. I'm clearly not. Yep. I'd have a great week picking games this weekend, but I got sick and tired over the last few weeks about people burying the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's who the Kansas City Chiefs are. They're what I like to call a stake in the heart team. Now, what does that mean? What's a stake in the heart team? I actually learned this from Christopher Mad Dog Russo many, many years ago, in which he said on the air, until I see this team walk off the field as a loser, I don't believe they're ever going to lose. And the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and yes, Travis Kelsey, and loved by Taylor Swift, (laughs) they are the definition of a stake in the heart team. The bull's on some people to think that the Miami Dolphins were going to beat them a week ago. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. The bull's on some people to think that Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, who are the definition of a loser franchise, they're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me a break. Now, we'll get to the Ravens as the week goes on. But until I see them as losers, and I don't mean in a regular season game because of a call that's never called, until I see them as true losers, until I see the stake in the actual heart, it's about time that all of us put some respect on their name. Well, dude, they have They're
1: the, the Kansas City bleeping Chiefs. Dude, they have the respect. That goes without saying. This is their sixth straight Six straight. I'm aware. AFC Championship game. Five of the the, the fa- previous five they hosted. Right. Finally, the Baltimore Ravens get the host one away from Kansas City, or at least a playing one. But five straight at home, six in a row. And as much as we're talking about, you know, we got to give some respect to Andy Reid here. Yes, Andy Reid did this in New in-, in, uh, in Philadelphia as well. He went to four straight. I'm aware. Right. Only oh, got the one Super Bowl and they lost it, but four straight championships in. Philadelphia, now sixth straight in Kansas City. To me, this feels more like Andy Reid. And Pat Mahomes is is the perfect, I I think, catalyst to go along with him. But I I just feel like at some point, dynasties are great, but they also – Get in the way of other great stories. You know what I mean? No. And so I feel like that's what's going on. If you're
0: that great of a story, you finish your story and you beat the dynasty.
1: Well, maybe. Sorry, they're... the bills aren't good enough, bro. I'm going to tell you. I, I don't disagree with you. By the way, they were they were beat up. They were banged up on defense. I mean, AJ Klein is starting and playing every snap at middle linebacker, but, and he's only been on the squad for a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Like they were they were at a clear disadvantage, but it just felt like at some point Kansas City has to falter. And it just feels like it's never going to happen. When
0: Tyler Bass missed that field goal, Ugh. I fell on the ground and couldn't stop laughing. Like, I literally was belly laughing. And it takes a lot to make me that happy. I was in a bad mood already. See the Brooklyn net game against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And they when, beat the
1: Lakers, though. <laughs> thank you.
0: When <laughs> Wide right occurred, I went back and listened to Jim Nance's call 37 times in a row. Over and over and over again. Like, I enjoyed it. So I admit... Yes, when Buffalo and Kansas City played about a month and a half ago and Pat Mahomes was a big baby walking off that field. Mm-hmm. I even said, to you on the air. I was honest. I said, wow, this is the moment I turn on Kansas City. Right. They got me back. When they were waving goodbye to Bill fans <laughs> 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 and snowballs were being thrown at them, it was amazing. When Tay-Tay was so happy watching her man, Travis Kelsey. And by the way, I believe that relationship's real.
1: Oh, it definitely is at this point. Now
0: you believe that? <laughs> All right. I found my uh, heart cockled, if you will. Did I use that
2: correctly? A cockle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it warmed. It warmed. The cockled Mm. warmed. I enjoyed myself. I am all in on what happened yesterday. And to be honest with you, I think the Bills also perfected something that's rare in
1: sports. Which is?
2: Which is... I'm tired of them more than the Chiefs, and they've never (laughs) won a damn thing. I'm tired of the table tosses, the people's asses being lit on fire in the parking lot. I'm tired of the the boo-hoo stuff. I'm tired of Sean McDermott and his dopey face and everything that he went through earlier in the year. Great point. I'm just, that got buried. I am over the Buffalo Bills. So Mm. somehow, the Chiefs, being that team, like we got sick of the Patriots, sick of the Warriors, sick of the Bulls. They have found the one team that I think people are more tired of than the actual winner. (laughs) I'm tired of the Chiefs stopping. Oh, so so your theory, and we'll put it to
0: the test this weekend against the Ravens, who I'm not tired of. I like Mm. the Ravens. Ravens are the best story in football. No doubt. There is no answer for them. Your theory is that it was more anti-Buffalo than it was, hey, I kind of like this Chief heel role that they're in right
2: now. I'm very curious about where fans lean, and obviously gambling has a lot to do with this with Baltimore, but I know one thing, and this is two steps ahead of the game. If we were to get a Lion Chief, Super Bowl, America would turn easily on enough of Kansas City. I think yesterday was just about, you know, hey, this is, oh, the Chiefs can't win on the road. What's this disrespect? I think there is a portion of America tired of the Bills and all the nonsense. I
0: I also think, and I'll use a pro wrestling analogy here, Tiki, obviously you've got good guys. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, Hulk Hogan was a train, eat your vitamins and all that crap, and people eat it up. But then there are cool heels. There are bad guys that people want to cheer. Who are the cool heels? Stone Cold Steve Austin started as a cool heel. Uh Currently today, Roman Reigns, I would say, is a cool heel. Mm -hmm. The NWO is a cool heel. The Kansas City Chiefs were a babyface for a while. They turned heel, and I got to tell you, I think they're cool. I love the way they piss people off. I love the way people get pissed off now at Travis Kelsey's fame and pissed off at even Jason Kelsey, who I've never been a big fan of, you know, taking his shirt off and partying. The I'll
2: Astros pay- are that too, by the
0: way. They are. No, yeah. I told you. Yeah, I? but the, Astro,
1: the Astros are a different, it's a different heel. Like they are not a cool heel. People, they are are Yankee fans. Love them. Yeah, and I'm one of them. By the way, And that's where I'm consistent on this. I've always, I've been
2: pro Astros for a while. Cheating?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, so I didn't care until they cheated. Like all the other stuff with the Astros is like, dude, they're just good. Jose Altuve, kid. Jose Altuve, five foot nothing, right? One hundred nothing pounds. But he smashes the ball, man. It's like, dude, I, good for him, man. Yeah. Little guy achieving. And then you find out they're cheating? Yeah, but they it haven't... pissed me off but, so bad. But
0: Tiki, they haven't cheated in years. I know they haven't. Hence it. why they're the Cool Heels now, because they're not even cheating and people still hate them. Now, the Chiefs haven't been accused of cheating the way the Patriots have. I think it's more that they're badass. Mm-hmm. Like, yesterday, to me as a sports fan, when my team's not involved, we obviously have to take our teams right. In, the silencing of a raucous crowd is one of the greatest sounds in all sports. Mm -hmm. The silencing, the pin drop sound in a loud arena or a loud stadium is badass. And yesterday, and certainly Tyler Bass missing that field goal, Sean McDermott again being confused about the word brave because (laughs) he was brave to call a fake punt. He also thought bravery was terrorists killing Americans on September 11, 2001. That's Sean McDermott, not me, by the way. That's what he thinks brave is. So maybe this has something to do with disliking the Buffalo Bills. But hearing the silence in Orchard Park after Tyler Bass missed that field goal, hearing the silence in Orchard Park after the Bill defense couldn't stop Pacheco and the Chiefs sealed the game, hearing that silence as Pat Mahomes waved to the crowd, you have to admit
1: it's one of the most intoxicating sounds in sports. Mm, I mean. And they did it. Yes, they did. But to me, I still feel like. At some point, you have to get tired of seeing the same group. Maybe I soon. We're not there yet. I think this weekend we will tell. It's a conversation for down the line. But the Baltimore Ravens feel like they can become America's team. Oh, and so the Kansas City oh. Chiefs might be passing the torch. This is coming up. <laughs> Are you tired of the Kansas City Chiefs? Maybe? I am. Okay, I just I am, and I don't know why. It's not even tired because I like the success. I like Pat Mahomes. I I like Kelsey. I like Pacheco. I like all. I think like, I like what they do, but. It just feels like I'm annoyed by them, like there's something that just (laughs) annoys. That's what I love about (laughs) them—the fact they're annoying you, Uh,
2: and they're annoying. So you're not sick of them, Sean? No, in fact, I'm rooting for them all the way. I want them to win the
1: whole damn thing. Look at that. Yeah, so in. Andy um, Reid, too. He's lovable. Dude, I love Andy. Andy's amazing. I didn't Those know Andy until, until he until he coached the Pro Bowl game and I was in. I was like, dude, I, you're awesome. And by the way, as a Giant fan, I'm forever indebted to Spags, their defensive coordinator.
2: That's
0: true. That's true. You got that connection. We'll get your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. They are a dynastic team, and for the sixth consecutive year, we as Americans will watch the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, and I enjoyed watching them do what they do, and that is defy the odds and all the critics who said they're done. It's over. He has no receivers. It's the end of the Chiefs, and all they did was end the Buffalo Bills. We'll get to your calls coming up. Plus, some of the biggest takeaways from that game, including Sean McDermott's egregious decision to call a fake punt and one of the worst rules in all of sports. Plus, wide right versus wide right. Mm-hmm. We got a lot to do. we to get your calls in a couple of minutes. The Kansas City Chiefs, America's team, or team that you hate the most. To me, there were three huge moments in this game in the second half.
1: Number one, Sean McDermott calling a fake punt with Damar Hamlin. I don't know if he actually called that or if it was automatic. What do you mean by that? Explain. So, like a lot of special teams coordinators will put in these automatics if, if the matchup dictates that you can go, you know, and you can try to get the first down. And so, in that particular instance, the Kansas City Chiefs only had 10 players on the field. Right. And Tony pointed that out right after, you know, right as it happened. And you saw DeMar Hamlin start on the left side, then he walked over, like there was some conversation going on with the center, Uh, then he walked back, then he walked back to the left side, and then they direct snapped into him, and he went. And so it was a getting everybody on the same page that we're faking this. Not necessarily that it was called, but it was just an opportunity. So I I don't know if they pre-planned that. He... I think to me it felt like it was an opportunistic fake punt he said we were looking for the element of surprise so mm-hmm.
0: he may have and I would give Sean credit for this he may have publicly said taking the heat this is on me Yeah, even if it was cuz right. i remember that happened in the rex era where there was this steve weatherford fake punt <laughs> and we all went nuts about it and after the game we found out that weatherford called it by himself right to execute the fake punt. So, Sean, after the game, said, yeah, we were looking for the element of surprise. Because my response to this would be, if you want to show balls and go for it on 4th and 5 from your own 30 late in the game, down by 3 against Kansas City, with the thought being, you know what, we can't stop them. I don't trust my defense. We're undermanned. Right. We're old. Well, we're banged up.
1: Then just go for it. Right. Then sit. Right. I'll tell Josh
0: Allen, go get me 5 yards. Keep your
1: offense on the field and yes. go do it. So, here's here's the reason I think it was ad hoc is because when you call a fake punt, the last thing you want to do is bring attention to the guy who's going to fake the punt. And the fact that DeMar Hamlin, he moved at least three times. And they don't do that regularly. Mm. It's not like he gets up there and he's like, I'm going to go over here, I'm going to go over here, go back over here, snap it, punt. They don't do that. And so the fact that he was doing it made me feel like he was handling it on the field it wasn't sent in from the side so there's a
0: lot of uh critics out knows? there that think sean mcdermott was trying to do something charitable for right. Demar marham by
1: the way they got away with it right because they, that well, was
0: the fumble <laughs> yeah that, that's what's so funny about this so the fake punt fails we all think okay game's over right because kansas city's going to march down the field and all of a sudden we're looking at a two score game right here's the route and then we've got moment number two when McCall Hardman won a jet forever, a jet fumbles through the end zone. But I gotta tell you, after watching the replay, I don't, th- I no, don't think fumbled. it should have been a fumble.
1: Yeah, the ball was coming loose before his butt hit the ground. I don't think it was the second fumble what? of the game. I don't right? I disagree with that. Right. What are you talking I think about? He was, I think he was down by contact. No chance he was down. Oh, by are you trying to say
2: I'm being chief bias? Yes, you are being chief bias. Huh. Very much. Now, by the way, the rule stinks, but he was totally down there. Rolling well, the rule does stink, and. I know every time this happens, I pick about it, and we talk
1: about Austin
0: Safarian Jenkins from like 10 years ago. Right. But can I just say real quick, the rule
1: stinks. Right. Can I just you, know, you know how it should be changed? It should You shouldn't lose possession for fumbling through the end zone. It should go back. It should be loss of down and go back to the 20. Done. Right? Do that. Loss of down, put it on the 20-yard line. I agree. And so I- if it's first down and you fumble out of the end zone, guess what? It's now second down and you're on the 20-yard
0: line. But, but here's the reality. So – Buffalo makes a mistake, however it happened, whether it was Sean McDermott's concoction or it was changed because the Chiefs had 10 men on the field. They call the fake punt for whatever reason. They get the gift of the gods back because of the McCall Hardman fumble. And at that moment, early fourth quarter, down by three, go win the game. And I thought in a lot of ways that possession was the game. Yeah. Because they went three and out. Right. Now, granted, Kansas City actually got stopped on the next possession. And that's when Buffalo got the ball back. And obviously, Tyler Bass misses the field goal wide right. But after the gift from the gods, the Buffalo Bills and the great Josh Allen go three and out. And then we get to me, one of the biggest guys who screwed this game up. Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. where was Stefan Diggs, especially on that deep ball that I thought was thrown
1: very well by Josh, yeah. and it went right through his hands. Well, I mean, it was a it was a long ball, and just for uh, the layman, it is hard to track a ball like that. They, I mean, because that thing was not on a line; it wasn't like an arrow. It would thing was way up in the air. Josh, Josh launched it with this massive parabola, right? And so a massive what parabola? Parabola, Like the arc. Right so he throws this thing way up in the air and Stefan Diggs actually timed it perfectly right because the only, the way to catch that when you're covered cuz he was covered is to jump so before the defender jumps so you're above it so you're now he's below you you're above him and it just went right through his hands like he did it exactly right. If he you're one of the best it. receivers
0: on the planet, right. you got to to catch that. That's what I look. I, you're, you're supposed to, to catch that ball. You can tell me how tough it is. And I'm sure it right. is. I'm certainly not an NFL player, but if you're Stephon Diggs who whined about targets, and now mm-hmm. you've got a game-changing play in your hands because it is. Because if he makes that catch, the game does change. Right. Whether it's tying the game or going ahead and taking the lead, even though we know Pat Mahomes are just well, simply I more mean, down on the field. Like, beach anyway. Right.
1: Even if it's even if it's the field goal, it you're now in like the twenty. Right, it's a, it's a it's a chip shot field goal. Yes. not that he's you know Tyler Bass wouldn't have still pushed it right, but it's a chip shot field goal as opposed to a forty two yarder or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, just talking about this is making oh, me yeah. smile. I very much enjoyed this yesterday, and I, I feel bad for the kid, man. I just really do. He just Bro. goes over to the for Tyler bench. Bass. Yeah. He just goes over to the bench. He's just sitting there by himself,
0: sulking. Look, if we felt bad for every human involved in sports, we would never have any joy. Think about that. Think about it that way. If we looked at every human who suffered in a loss. And we looked at the human elephant, Then we would never have joy. Yeah. We would always think about the loser. Well, I
2: don't want to think about the loser because usually I'm the loser. So let me just think about the winner. You know what helps Tyler Bass make a field goal in the future? Putting a stupid dome on their stupid new stadium. No, ball ball. Do that, dome. How many times are the Bills going to lose games because they're not a cold-weather team? Stop it
0: with that. Let's go to Antonio in New Jersey. What's up, Antonio?
3: Hey, Evan. How are you guys? What's good. Uh, I just want to talk real quick about two things, and uh, Sam and you know, take your response off the air. That's cool. Good. Easy enough. All right. So, um, my first one is a, just a comment about watching the bills lose like this. You know, I was like you, Evan, just originally drinking up those tears. Um, <laughs> I was a big Casey fan going into this for no other reason, because I don't know. I like Patrick Mahomes. And I think, uh, Andy Reid is the greatest guy ever. Right. So, I'm watching this game, loving it, and then it comes down to that last four minutes and just watching the Bills stumble all over themselves. Can't get out of their way. And you guys can say it's an automatic. They see this read and someone's going to call and that's great. But to just not put yourself in the best position to win a game just was heartbreaking. And by the end of it, I actually felt really bad for the Bills. Wow. So I don't know if this is like... Stockholm Syndrome. They've taken me hostage for so many years of having to watch. Maybe Allen is going to do it. Yeah, but I, I by the end of it, I just well. Here's the, so here's pathetic. the thing. I
1: felt so terrible. Well, here's the, here's the thing, Antonio. So early in the season, it felt like and uh, Josh Allen was being rogue, like just doing rogue stuff, and it started with the Jet game. Like he, my guys are better than you. I'm going to throw these center of the field closed, meaning there's a safety sitting in the middle of the field, just bombs down the middle of the field, and Stefan Diggs is going to go get it. Guess what? The Jets intercepted him right. three times, and they ended up losing that game for no damn reason because they were much better. They just end up losing that game. But then they fire their offensive coordinator, and Joe Brady comes, comes in, and it feels like, oh, this is more like the Josh Allen that we expected. Right? He's making smart decisions. He's not doing stupid stuff. And in that last drive, they started it out Exactly how you want to start it out. We just want to methodically nickel and dime first downs. They're going to take away everything deep. So we're not getting any big plays, and that's fine because we need to run clock. Last thing we want to do is give Pat Mahomes more than a minute and a half to come back down the field and beat us. So run the clock. Then they get into the red area, close inside the red area, just outside of it. And all of a sudden, they're taking shots. Yeah, they took two shots in a row. But it was weird because – like, the play call, you can see it. Stephon Diggs is running a drag. He's lined up in the slot. Josh actually fixes him because he was on the line of scrimmage and he needed him to motion in. So he flipped him. He motions in, runs this like, delayed drag. Route. He's wide open. And you throw that pass because you get the first down and you run more clock. Right. Instead, he throws it to Shakir in the middle of the end zone. It was affected. He wasn't hit, but he was affected by the pass rush. It's incomplete. And they take another shot on the next play. So, like, they played it perfectly until it got rogue at the end. And I don't know if that was a play call or if that was Josh Allen. You know what's crazy about That's the challenge for me to, like, piece together in my mind. Was that the play call? Right. Or was that Josh Allen? Well,
0: Josh Allen, to his credit, didn't turn the ball over. No. And the Buffalo Bills, when they avoid turnovers, that's their big bugaboo, they win. Mm -hmm. In fact, I got a little trivia question for you. The Uh, last time the Buffalo Bills did not commit a turnover and lost, do you know the last time that happened? mm, I do not. Daddy was around. (laughs) And by daddy, I mean Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason, divisional round.
1: Is that right? Yeah, that's the last time. (laughs) Wow,
0: They are the kryptonite to the Buffalo Bills. And it's funny about our last caller who felt his mood changing watching the sadness, that that caused him to feel bad. I think what you need to do, whether you're a Jet or a Giant fan, but I think it works better as a Jet fan, is I want you to imagine this is us. I want you to imagine this was the Jets. Everything about what happened yesterday was the New York Jets, the way they lost the game, the fake punt, the missed field goal, Everything home game against a team you can't beat. Like, imagine it, okay? You with me? Yep. This is the Jets, and we lose the exact same way. What do you think the guy or gal in your life who's similar to Sean Morris says to you that night? They laugh at you. (laughs) What do you think social media says to you that night? They laugh at you. What do you think even Tiki Barber says to you the next day at 2 o'clock? He doesn't laugh at you. He's classier than that. He chuckles at you. They'd all laugh at us. So instead of this compassion for them, just remember what would happen if it was you and I. And the reality is, they'd all laugh at you. Just remember what they said to you on September 12th after the Aaron Rodgers injury. Oh, I feel bad. Oh, yeah, they feel bad with a smirk on their face. (laughs) Just remember that. Just remember that. And if you play that game the way I play that game, trust me, you'll be drinking Bill Tears the way I was last night. Uh, Evan, well said. <laughs> you are, you're
2: so spot on. I him. And by the way, the longer the Chief uh, run goes, the better Joe Douglas has to feel about Zach Wilson's future because he did go toe-to-toe with them. <laughs> oh, stop.
1: <laughs> we you had to hear that all year? Stop Get away.
2: <laughs> Get away from me right now. Let's go to Ross and Bergen County.
0: Hey, Ross. Kiki,
4: Evan, how's it going,
0: guys? What's up, dude? What's up?
4: Yo, so Evan, I know you know you being a, a suffering Jet fan, you know you're talking about not wanting to root for. I guess you want to say lovable losers. Take it from my perspective, being a Minnesota Viking fan, seeing this Detroit Lion run, all of a sudden when we had our 13 and 4 run last year, kind of look at it as like you know we were like the ugly, you yeah. know, born baby. Everybody shoot away from. Nobody wanted to embrace our run. You know we had, you look at you know even though we got I guess you want to say somewhat of a successful history, we have no hardware to show for it. right there with your Jets' 56 year Super Bowl. Uh, appearance drought. We're we're right there number two with uh, forty eight in terms of teams that actually been one besides Detroit and Cleveland. And now you got this Lion team that's basically had a completely trained history, done nothing to show for, you know, they've just been completely irrelevant they haven't had those wet downs though, besides being 0-4 in the Super Bowl. Now, all of a sudden, you know, there's a cute newborn in town. Everybody's throwing on their lion jerseys. <laughs> you have 49 out of 50 states got the, the lion blue on them. And you see yeah, the but nine the, but
0: red the, the California. lion story is
1: great, everybody though, is
0: Yeah, but are you listening to Ross? He yeah. roots for a team that's also a loser. He don't feel good <laughs> about this. He's a Viking fan. right? I think we as losers all have to come together. We can't fall for this. We can't just start rooting for other losers because it makes us feel better. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't make you feel better. If you're a Minnesota Viking fan, really? I I get you, Ross. The Lions winning is going to make you feel better? As a Jet fan, the Buffalo Bills winning was really going to make me feel better because they're losers? Luckily, three of the four teams left, it's not going to bother
1: us. I've seen the Ravens win multiple Super Bowls in my lifetime. Mm. Kansas City's already made it old hat. Yeah, but to me, Lamar, it changes the Baltimore Ravens thing because it just feels different with Lamar Mm. because the second MVP he's going to win at 27 years old. He's... He's he's an athlete unlike any we've seen. He's not even – like, Michael Vick is the comparison, but Michael Vick ran, like, out of control. He was, like, reckless, abandoned, flying around, you know, dicing, slicing, taking hits. Lamar Jackson's just smooth, man. He's silk and – there's no answer for him.
0: I have no ill will towards Lamar Jackson. I will let you know on Sunday what happens throughout yeah, that game. Right, But I have nothing but respect for Lamar Jackson. I enjoyed watching him on, Sunday, on Saturday. And it was funny about that game. And we'll get to all these games as the show rolls on. We forget it now because it was Saturday. And we forget it now because so many other games occurred. Mm-hmm. That was a close game at halftime. It was. 10-10. I know. I thought I for a second. Holy crap. The Texans are really going to pick him right. off. And then, and this only adds to the legend of Lamar Jackson.
1: I was just playing with y'all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, not only does Lamar ball in the second half, reportedly Lamar Jackson gives an impassioned halftime speech right. in which no one's talking about what he said. The only thing well, that's been
1: confirmed. They can't, right? They,
0: they can't, but they can't.
1: They can't because he was cussing so much. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. That's the only thing that's been confirmed is he was cursing a lot. But that's badass, man. You got to admit that. that. Dude, I love that. Especially because it worked. Yeah, you know, it just tells you that they listen, they listen to him. Yes, right. If someone cusses at you and and the result doesn't change, they're tuning now, you out. Now,
2: Tiki, I got to be honest with you. Where I lean on not rooting for the Ravens, I'm shocked. It Lamar Jackson, we could love till the cows come home. You lost the Super Bowl to doesn't that matter. franchise. That it
1: was a different animal.
2: But and it's still the like, the logo, dude, the it's, it's Not even that. I
1: don't even care. I like people. Like I okay. like individuals. And having done a Ravens game, it was the first time I really engaged at all with Lamar. You just you just want to like him like he's, yeah. he's 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 genuine right he's not your typical i don't know cookie cutter quarterback right that followed this prescribed route had quarterback coaches when they were 8 years old and you know went to the perfect university and then transferred to, to the other perfect university and got drafted in the first right. round and like he's so like anti-system. Right. Had so many idiots ahead of the draft. Right. Be and then receiver. it works. And then yes. And then he's basically a second rounder until Ozzie Newsom says, I'm going to move him to the first round and draft his kid just so you can have him for five years. Right? Just you can take him in the second round. But if you get him in the first round, trust me, you're going to you're going to thank me. And they are. Right. So I, I just love his
0: journey. Well you got to remember Sean, I'm a tikiologist. I've worked with him for a few months now and you haven't picked up on this yet. I view sports through the team, the logo, yeah. the history, the fans, right. and Tiki views it as person a person. People. That's why, yeah, I could see a giant right. fan saying, "Boy, I could never root for the Ravens. They gave me so much pain."
1: Right. Tiki views it as Lamar Jackson didn't do anything to me, right? And no, I or with the or on the other side, we'll say the. Uh, the the Lions. Dan Campbell was my teammate. I love that dude. Yeah, right. I mean, the Lions. I don't think have done anything to anybody ever. Right, but so you know it's... what I mean. Like, it's yeah. easy for me to root for that story. No, I got it. And they drafted ballers, right? Like the, what the Lions have done Brad Holmes and the and and Dan Campbell. They're just a fun team. They've done a great job. Let's go to Stephen Queens. Hey, Steve.
4: Hi. How's it going? What's okay, up, Steve? So you got uh, first of all, great show, guys. Thank love you. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Second thing is. Evan, you are totally wrong. <laughs> About what? I love it. The Viking fan is totally wrong. You want losers to win no. because I'm a Jet fan. Yeah. You you want you can say if you see the Lions win, you go, why not us? Then, yeah. If you're a Vikings fan, you say the same thing. You go, why not us? Remember, Kansas City were losers before I agree B- became.
0: He made it a dynasty. But but, but, but Steve, Steve. then you sit there and you go, why not us? Steve, you you say, why not us? You say, why not us? I say, why isn't it us? And I think that's the difference. You look at it as a positive and say, if they can do it, why can't we do it? And I respect that positivity. I look at it and say, it should have been us. Hmm. Or it could have been us. You know, the Detroit Lion fan, and I've said this before, one of my closest friends, is a diehard lion fan and for him personally sure I'm happy for him. He's a good guy. He's a real lion fan. And for Patrick I'm happy. But for the random Lion fan I see on TV getting emotional, I don't feel good for them. I <laughs> envy them. I'm a baby. I envy them. Let's be honest. So I, th-
1: I, th- I respect the positive attitude of it could be us. I say it should be us. Right. I thought Baker said that he said it right afterwards. Now he just gave them some some kudos. He gave them their their love. Right, it's been a long journey, mm-hmm. right? And Dan's done a great job and blah, 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 happy for Lion fans type of thing. Yeah, I thought I thought that was classy. That was
0: very classy. Well, luckily, I'm not a player on the other team because <laughs> I,
1: I'm not going to be that classy. Bob and
0: Manalapan. Hey, Bob. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's so, up? I don't know if you saw this. At the end of the
4: game yesterday, they had that Buffalo Bills fan with the hat
0: crying like a... Two-year-old.
1: Yeah. yeah. His
4: hat. Did you see that? Yeah, he yes. pulled it down over I
1: mean, his eyes.
0: Yeah. I watched the clip over and over and over again. That's how I went to sleep <laughs> last night. That was so ridiculous. I mean, really. I mean, you could be a fan, but to act like that, that's not Unless he had... A lot of money on that game. That's the only reason. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about that. You might have. Dude. Is yeah. that a diehard Bill fan who's devastated, or is that someone who bet like
1: five hundred
2: thousand right. on the Bills to win? That was
1: my lunch money.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I've i definitely cried like that after eliminations. So really? I got I got to sympathize with him. Yeah, I'm yeah. nuts though. People are nuts. Also, you don't know, man. Like personal life, like. What if the bills are something he shared with his dad, and his dad died two weeks ago? Oh, come you know? on! No, but I'm saying, like that <laughs> well, kind of you stuff get is all real. Morbid like that, so because geez. that stuff, I, I just killed the bills fans. I I get it. The guy's crying. How many years you need to knock on the door? And not get it done.
0: It's funny. I'm thinking now back to do I cry after losses? And the truth is, I cry after wins. Mm. I get very emotional after big wins. Uh, one that was random was when the Mets won the division in 2015. The division, the division. Not the DS against the Dodgers. Not the CS against the Cubs.
2: A little extreme there. (laughs) The
0: division. I got emotional and started crying. Why? I was
2: just emotional. I was very happy. Very happy. I still well up with tears every Giant home game when they show the Tyree catch in their opening intro. I literally start to get a lip quiver, and and it just sticks with me. (laughs) But you're like me. You're a positive crier. Yeah, but I cry after bad losses. too. When the Ravens destroyed Tiki's Giants, did you cry? Yes, I was inconsolable. Oh, because really? you were young. I was young. I was an eighth grade. Well, I mean, Tiki, I cried when the Devils eliminated the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Ray in Brooklyn. Hey, Ray.
4: Gentlemen, listen, I'm an avid listener. My radio is on 24-7, even if I can't listen to help support you guys. Tiki, I'm a giant fan. So you're naturally my guy. Appreciate I say that all to say, absolutely. Please allow me to get this out. Listen, I know this is unpopular, but um, I'm an IBO like Evan says, Right because I'm a Giants fan. I think the criticism for Josh Allen is unfair, and I'm going to tell you why. Two of the three playoff games that he faced Mahomes, he was arguably the best player on the field. He left 13 seconds on the field after, you know, an amazing drive, and he got let down. Yesterday, Diggs, who wants to cry, be a uh, a diva, a divisive force in his locker room the last few years, he can't drop three passes, let alone that last one on the last drive. So we can't kill Josh Allen for not getting it done when he couldn't have executed that pass any better on what amounted to be their final drive. If Diggs makes that catch, it's 60 yards in the air, he's walking into the end zone, they were at their 20, it's an eighty yard, likely game winning touchdown pass. So that's another thing, and now he and his brother can shut the hell up because <laughs> his brother listen, listen, no guys, look, jayvon Diggs is right. He shouldn't be on that team, but not for the reasons that Trayvon did just tweeting. It's because he sucks, not Josh Allen. Let me tell you this. I watch the Bills yeah. because I have every package there is, right? Yeah. In the second half of the season, that guy has done nothing, and people wonder why. He's the only 30-year-old in football who's washed up. Look, if you watch the game early on in the season when he was gaining his yardage, they were broken facts. Right, right, that. right, right. That's
0: yeah. a great phone call, and you said a lot of really good things. The one th- I want to go back to the beginning though, because it's interesting. You mentioned, and you're right, specific plays that weren't Josh Allen's fault, that if they go a different way, everything's different. Mm-hmm. Here's the truth about that. That's littered throughout NFL history. Right. That's littered throughout Tom Brady's runs. That's littered throughout everybody's runs where, hey, if this happens and it's not Josh's fault, 13 seconds on the clock, we're talking about something different. Yeah. If you continue to come up and lose at the end of the day, even if it's not your fault, if you continue to lose to the same team over and over again, it becomes your fault. Yeah. Because reality is reality. Right. So yeah, I get what you're saying, but like go back to Patriots Panthers. A ball was kicked out of bounds. That led to the Patriots getting the ball at the 40-yard line mm-hmm. before they kicked their
1: game-winning field goal, right? We don't we don't talk about it that no, much. No, the Minutia we forget over right, time. Right. Right. And so look, the the Stephon Diggs drop, uh, it was the first play of that drive after the the turnover. And so he, he goes yard Right, it's it's eight twenty three. Let's say he catches that and scores a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are scoring with eight minutes or seven minutes and fifty seconds left? So I get that we want to put that drop on Stephon Diggs as the one that lost the game, but there was a lot of football to be played what? after that. I mean, in fact, this drive, the one that missed that, that culminated in the missed field goal, was sixteen plays. Yeah, I mean, it was a drive, dude. That's exactly what you want to do to end the game, but Tiki. But if Tyler Bass makes the field goal
0: of 44 yards, and we're looking at a 27-27 game, mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs have the ball back with a minute 43 to go. Right. What do we think going to happen? They're going
1: to get in field goal range and kick the game when they Right. It. I mean, they're the same team that did it with 13 seconds to go, as yeah. we recall. Yeah. Which so, is why I was surprised that they were taking shots at the end zone as opposed to just getting first down still. Yeah. Instead of, instead of trying to be the hero in that moment, just get a first down. Get another first down get another first down, and then try to score. More of your calls on the Kansas City Chiefs, and if you've fallen back in love with them and your fandom throughout this
0: NFL playoff at 877-337-6666. But yesterday, and rarely do I say this, yesterday a coach made a decision that is a fireable offense. So bad the man should have been fired on the spot. We'll discuss what it is coming up next, 877-337-6666.